0: Good morning, my family. What do we stand today? Come on, let's do it. Oh, yeah.
1: Sing it with us.
0: We worship the God who was. We worship the God who
1: is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opens. He opened the prison doors, He parted the raging sea, my God, He holds the victory. Come on, lift it up. There is joy in the house of the Lord, there is joy in the house of the Lord today, we won't cry.
0: We heard a shout out his praise. Amen, church. Let's put a song in our heart this morning. We want to welcome you into his house. Amen. We want to welcome you. If you're watching from afar, we want to welcome you in our live stream. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this time together with you, Lord. The song that you have put in our hearts, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, as we breathe in your grace, Lord, the song says we're going to shout out your praise. We shout out your praise, Lord, today, Lord, of your goodness and of your grace, Heavenly Father. So that song that you have put in our heart, Lord, we shout it out, Lord, in a form of worship here today, Lord, for your glory. So together we sing. Come on, church. We're going to continue to sing. Come on. Because we were the beggars. Sing it. Now we're royalty, come on, we were the prisoners, that's right, now we're running free,
1: we were accepted, redeemed by his grace. let the house of the Lord sing the praise, sing it again, we were we were the prisoners
0: It says we were the beggars we were right underscore we underline that said we were the beggars now we're royalty we were the prisoners now we're running free thank you lord for your love thank you lord for the promise lord thank you for salvation and redemption lord thank you lord we get to come in here lord and sing about it come on it's joy to sing about it amen church Now we're singing about His great love. Come on, every voice. When God tries to roll over my bones, when sorrow comes to steal the joy I hold, when brokenness and pain is all I know, oh, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be
1: shaken. my fear doesn't stand a chance, when
2: stand in your love that never ends It washes us white Lord we just thank you for all the amazing things that you have done for us that we are not worthy we just say thank you I was a wretch I remember who I was I was lost I was blind I was running out of time Sin Separated The breach was far too wide But from the far side Of the chasm You held me In your sight So you Made a way Across the Great divide Left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside. And there at the cross, you paid the debt I owe. Broke my chains, freed my soul. For the first time I had Yeah
0: Thank you, Jesus, for the blood that has brought us from the darkness, Lord, into your glorious light. We come before your presence today, Lord, we've brought our worship to you this morning, Jesus. Together as this body of believers, Lord, at New Beginnings Church, to give you the thanks, Lord, for bringing us out of darkness, Lord, into your glorious light. Heavenly Father, we come before you today, Lord, as we prepare our hearts for Holy Communion. Church, this morning you were given, as you walked in, you were given this uh, communion cup. That would be a good time. If you don't have one, you can just raise your hand. We have some mushrooms that will help you with that. But as we maintain a spirit of worship, prepare your hearts. In the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, the word tells us so anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That's why we should examine ourselves before eating the bread and drinking of the cup. So before we partake, why don't you hold on to your elements, bow your heads. And go before the Lord in prayer just for a few moments on your own just to have your time with the Lord. come before his presence today we just sang about it because of what he has done for here when the lord said before his disciples on the night that he was betrayed he knew what was coming to him yet he moved forward and he gladly the bible tells us that he gladly took that upon himself night that the lord was betrayed the lord jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to god for it then he broke it in pieces and said this is my body which is given for you he said do this in remembrance of me we can eat of the bread together church In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood, he said. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. Let's drink of the cup together, church. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful, Lord, that we get together, Lord, to pay honor, Lord, to that sacrifice. Lord, today, together, once again, Lord, this body of believers here today at New Beginnings Church, in one mind, Lord, one accord, Lord, just like your disciples, to give you thanks for what you have done, Lord. Lord, there's nothing we can do Uh, That we have ever earned that, Heavenly Father, but you did it because you love us so much. And for that we give you thanks, Lord. We show our gratitude, Lord, with our daily walk and our daily living, with our worship. Heavenly Father. Let's just sing that again together, Church. We're going to say glory to his name.
1: So glory to your name, glory to your name. There to my cross was a blood of blood.
0: Somebody give him thanks this morning. Will you celebrate the Lord this morning, church? Amen. Glory to his name indeed. Hey, church, uh, as we're still up on our feet and grateful for what the Lord is doing, let's be grateful together and greet one another. Amen.
3: Church. Oh my goodness gracious. I am so happy to be here with you today. I'm counting down. I'm praying that I get a good report. And on the 23rd of this month, I'm praying that the doctor says you're ready to go back. Oh, you might not be at 100%, but I'm telling you, I'm going to let you go back to take the pulpit. I'm going to let you go back to be with your people. I'm going to let you go back and lead the people that are doing an amazing work for God. So I'm expecting to be here two weeks from today. Today's the 12th. So on the 26th, I expect to be here. And I expect you to be here. And I'm going to praise the name of Jesus. And we're going to celebrate what he's doing. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for standing with Cindy and I during this time in my family. And I'm just believing that God's going to give me a good report on the 23rd. And my doctor's going to say, you got it, buddy. Here's a stamp. Go back and go get them. Pray with me and pray for me. God
4: bless you. Man, how exciting, huh, Huh, church? Man, so keep praying with us. Join us in this constant prayer for our pastor because Lord knows we miss him. Am I right?
5: Absolutely. I just talked to him yesterday. That as of right now he's doing the best he has been through this entire Man, that's process, so, so great to see. Thank the Lord. Thank God. So happy to see his
4: healing. But hey family, before we go any further in today's service, we got a couple quick announcements for you guys. My name is David Sanchez. I'm the youth minister here at New Beginnings. My
5: name is Lena Mazaranich. I'm a volunteer here here at New Beginnings. And
4: we just got a couple of things, uh, a couple of announcements for you guys that we're really excited for. Uh, first off, baptism service is coming up soon and family. Man, this is my favorite Sunday of every month. Baptisms will be March 26th, uh, Sunday, March 26th, immediately after second service. If you guys remember, normally we all go out right over here into the mall area, and very often there's large groups of us who just, we hang out, and we like to celebrate Mm -hmm. these new believers who are being baptized into the family of faith, and it's just Mm -hmm. such a beautiful moment. So, Lena, can you tell us a little more about what baptism is and how to get registered?
5: Yeah, so baptism essentially is just a public decla- declaration of an internal decision that you've already made to commit your life to the Lord, to believe in Jesus and to let him live and do his work through you. And so if you would like to sign up for baptism, you can do so online. You can also call our front office during the weekdays. They're open Tuesday through Friday. So you are absolutely welcome to do that. in church, I just encourage you, if you haven't given your life to Christ yet, or if you... Ha- Want to rededicate your life to Him? This is always, always, always. I say this every time, but it is always the perfect time to do so. God, God is not open nine to five; He is twenty four seven, and so we always want to welcome you to come, dedicate your life, be baptized, be welcomed into our family—not just in this church building, but in the church throughout the entire world. So we just want to invite you and uh, get baptized.
4: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) How beautiful, man. And that's going to be, again, Sunday, March 26th. Mm-hmm. And going on that same day immediately after our baptism service is Meet the Pastors. And Meet the Pastors is a fantastic event that we try to do on a monthly basis because, truly, we want to get to know you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people here who, you know, we, we, whether you've been coming here for years or for a couple months or just, you know, a couple of weeks, uh, if you still haven't met the pastors, we want to change that. Mm-hmm. And so... Again, that'll be after after baptisms on Sunday, March 26th. We'll be meeting in room 106 right over here. That's the big conference room with all the windows. Lena?
2: Call
4: the Lena calls it the fishbowl. Yeah. Lena calls <laughs> it the fishbowl. And uh, so we'll be in there. We'll have plenty of food for us, some good little some little finger foods, uh, some iced tea, probably plenty of waters, all that good stuff. And it's going to be a great time for you to uh, to kind of find out more of not just who we are, but also like what we're about, you know, what is the vision of our church, why are we here, why do we do what we do here at New Beginnings Church, where did we come from, and you know, I, I'm honestly kind of obsessed with the story of New Beginnings Church, how we started in the South Valley and outgrew that building, and then 3601, and we outgrew that, and we're here now, where you get to hear all about that at Meet the Pastors. And so if you don't know the story of New Beginnings, which truly is a beautiful story, if you don't know Pastor Richard personally, if you don't know myself personally, Pastor Michael, uh, Jessica from, from the Kids Wing, if, if you don't know all of us personally, we want to change that at Meet the Pastors. And again, that's going to be Sunday, March 26th, right after baptism service.
5: Awesome. awesome. And then, church, as you all know, we're having our classes. are getting geared up, I believe, starting this week, actually. Yeah. So one of our classes is hosted by um, A.J. Cully, who plays the bass over here. He's doing a college and career class. Now, last semester was his first time doing it, and I went to the class. Mm. And it was so nice to see people my age there. It's 18 through 25. To see people my age there just as hungry to know the Lord and to have him in their life as I am. And it was such an encouragement to have people there to get to know, to get to pray for, to have pray over me. And then at the same time, we also did a study on getting to know God's will for each of us individually. So we got to encourage each other in that as well. And it was a really amazing class. So we just th- that's just one of many that we have. But this class is starting this Thursday at 6 p.m. So young adults in the room, y'all are invited. And. Uh,
4: Absolutely, yeah, this young adults class, uh, you know, and I've been there with you a couple times, Lena, also, it is powerful, and it is practical, my fellow young adults, and so if you are maybe a little trepidatious about it, maybe you're like, oh, I don't know about hanging out with other people my age, they're all kind of weird and intimidating, Like, I get it, I'm your age too, yeah, uh, I feel like that sometimes also, but I want to encourage you to just overcome that, and just sign up for the class, pull up on Thursday, you won't regret it. And also another class that we offer here at New Beginnings that we're really excited for is Reengage. It's a it's a class for marriages who want to refocus, recenter, and uh, focus not just on repairing the marriage but making themselves right with God and uh, with putting God in the center of not just their lives but also the marriage. It's a beautiful class, and I've had honestly the the, the honor and the privilege of helping them out with audio and visual needs these last couple of weeks, and just from the, you know, I've been sitting in the back just kind of observing, see what happens, and I'm learning so much, you know, as an unmarried young guy, I'm out here taking notes already, like, oh, I'm probably going to need this one eventually, you know, uh, and so it's an amazing class, and it's open to all married couples here at the church, and so I want to encourage you to to reach out to Art and Marie Posey, or drop by at their class, they meet, they meet every Monday at 6 p.m., right over in the youth area, and it's just an amazing, amazing class. And so, all married couples, calling all married couples of new beginnings, Mm -hmm. re-engage meets every Monday at 6 p.m., and I would highly encourage you to go check it out.
5: Awesome. And church, we say it every week, and it's because we mean it, we would not be able to do this without your faithful tithes and offerings. If you're old school, you like the cash or even the check we do have our tithing boxes at every exit you can't drop your credit card in there though but we do accept that online through text to give through our website or through our app so that is all that we have for you this morning church without further ado can we just give a big warm welcome to pastor michael romero
0: thank you lena david good morning family Man, feels good today. You guys don't look too shabby for losing an hour of sleep. Hey, uh, shout out to AJ, Roxy, Wally uh, for wearing blue jeans and white shirt today. Man, they color coordinated today. Man, they all walked in there like, no way, no way, no way. It was hilarious. I guess you guys had to have been there. It was funnier when they all walked in and said, there's no way we all wore the same exact thing. I did too, but mine had a little bit of black in it, so it's all right. Hey, church, um, so we are in the middle of our series. Uh, uh, Oh, you know what? Before we get started, I do want to mention a couple of things. Uh, Tomorrow, tomorrow is uh, we want to make a special invitation to everybody. Everybody within the sound of my voice uh, that tomorrow uh, we are holding a special service. We're holding actually two special services here at New Beginnings Church. Uh, uh, It's a it's a there are services of prayer and of repentance. And it's sponsored by New Mexico praise. And it'll be uh, is going to be led by there's going to be worship here by our worship team. It's going to start tomorrow at nine o'clock in the morning is the first session. Uh, and it's it 's a time of prayer and repentance. The church um, what are we praying, and what are we repenting about specifically? Well, look, just to make it quick and i 'm not going to get into it too much because tomorrow 's the day we 're going to do it. but look, we have put a lot of things before Christ, okay a lot of things, but more specifically, um, when we have put politics and political figures on that same level and mantle it seems like uh we want to repent from that the church capital c the globe the the church as a whole and say lord you know what we need to put you back there and drop everything aside and give you full control so if you can stand behind that church and if you're in agreement with that and i hope you are about putting jesus where he belongs and everybody else takes a back seat We would love for you to join us tomorrow at 9 a.m. If you can't be here tomorrow at 9 a.m., it's okay, because we're going to hold basically the same service for those who can be here tomorrow at 6 p.m., okay? And it'll be tomorrow at, uh, forgive me, 7 p.m. here at New Beginnings, tomorrow at 7 p.m. And we want to invite ministry leaders and, of course, even if you're not a ministry leader and you want to just stand behind us and pray with us and join with us in prayer in that, we would love to host you and, and have you be a part of that. Amen, church? So if you guys can, can join us in that, we would love that. And then, of course, uh, Easter is coming up. And we also want to remind you that Easter is coming up. And that's why we are in the middle of this sermon series. This sermon series titled uh, The Power of God's Mercy. Now we're getting into his word. Amen. The power of God's mercy. So we're in the middle of that. And today we're going to be talking about something that um, I know for many of us has been a a huge uh, struggle. Because uh, many of us sometimes fall short on an area where we feel sometimes, man, you know what? Um, I, I don't feel like I can be used by God. We feel inadequate sometimes. And I, many of us understand the word mercy, and we give just a, a very one-sentence um, definition of the word mercy. And the word mercy, uh, though it is not getting what we deserve, right, as opposed to grace, which is getting what we don't deserve, mercy some people say, what is mercy well mercy is not getting what we deserve but i found this beautiful beautiful um uh definition and kind of a, a breakdown of mercy that I, I really comforted me and i wanted to share it with you and author and blogger his name is tim callies and he said god god acting patient mercy is god acting patient He said, he's going to say, it is God extending patience to those who deserve to be punished. He goes on to say, mercy is not something God owes to us. By definition, mercy cannot be owed, but is something God extends in kindness. And grace to those who do not deserve it. I love that breakdown because when we just say not getting what you deserve, it it sounds so brash and so harsh and Though that the the truth, but it makes God seem like if he's up there, like Pastor Richard always says, always ready to strike, always just waiting for us to mess up. And that's not the God that you and I serve. We serve a very loving God and a very gracious one. And so you and I uh, have a call in our life. You and I have a very specific purpose. And every single one of us, every single one of us, if you're within the sound of my voice, you are to be used. And today we're talking about how to be used by God. That you and I, through the power of his mercy, through the power of his mercy, because, see, you and I, technically, uh, you and I, through the power of his mercy, are here. And so, look, sometimes, look, look what it tells us in Romans Romans 6.13. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead. But now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. See, when we're not being used for His glory or for His kingdom, we become idle and we become very, very dangerous. And so when we use our entire body, it says, give "Give yourselves completely for the kingdom. So use your whole body as an instrument. See, God wants to use us. We don't feel usable. There are times, right? I mean, let's be honest. You and I sometimes just don't. I mean, we have our days when we feel, when, yeah, we have our moments. We're like, yeah, we have our good days. where Yeah, I feel great. But we go, man, more are the days where we feel like we, we just don't measure up. We don't measure up. And that can be for a plethora of things, right? Uh, um, it could be because of a lot of guilt that we may be carrying. The bad things that we have done in life and said, you know what, I don't, I don't feel like I can serve either on this platform or just be used by God in any which way. Lord, how can I do your work when I am such a dirty vessel are we yeah but the lord is gracious enough and through his mercy we're going to learn today how you and i can still be used by god despite all of who we are amen so let's go before the lord in prayer today we're going to go we're going to be in the book of second corinthians so if you have your bibles we're going to be in second corinthians chapter four and we're going to go through that chapter but let's Let's go before the Lord in prayer to seek. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful, Lord, um, for this time together. That through through the power of your mercy, Lord, we're here today. Lord, we uh, pray that today, Lord, as we dig into your word, Lord, and are here together, Lord, that we are here just seeking you, Lord, and nothing else. Lord, let this time just be all about you, Lord. I pray that you would speak through me, Lord. And, Lord, that seeds would be planted, Lord, and transformation would start, Lord, in this area for so many. Father, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So once again, we're going to be in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, we're going to start, <clears throat> forgive me, at verse 1. Follow with me. We're going to go through the first five verses first. It is God himself, in his mercy... Who has given us this wonderful work of telling the good news to others. And so we never give up. We do not try to trick people into believing. We're not interested in fooling anyone. We never try to get anyone to believe what the Bible rather. We never try to get anyone to believe that the Bible teaches what it doesn't. All such shameful methods we forego. We stand in the presence of God as we speak, and so we tell the truth, as all who know us will agree. If the good news we preach is hidden to anyone, it is hidden from the one who is on the road to eternal death. Satan, who is the God of this evil world, has made him blind. Unable to see the glorious light of the gospel that is shining upon him or to understand the amazing message we preach about the glory of Christ, who is God. We don't go around preaching about ourselves, but about Christ Jesus as Lord. All we say of ourselves is that we are your slaves because of what Jesus has done for us. What a hard hitter. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. After. And he's letting him know about all. They're going through. And of course he's in a prison cell. Right. So talk about being in the middle of it. Paul is writing this letter. Paul knows a thing or two about mercy. Paul. uh, Paul if you recall. He is, if anyone knows about receiving God's mercy, it's Paul. You remember Paul, he was the one who was persecuting Christians, and they called it persecuting the way. And so being able to come in before others to teach them now the way, he knows all about mercy. And so... If you and I, if Paul can be used in that, you and I can be used as well. And if you and I are going to be usable by God, there are some things that we can dig and get out of this scripture. And some of the things that we can pick up from that is what? First thing, first six words he, he says is what? He doesn't let go that it's all about God's mercy. He says, therefore, First things first, can't forget that it's all about His mercy. It's what He says. You see, today, you and I are standing up here. We're sitting in this church because of His mercy. We're sitting in here because of His mercy. You have your job because of His mercy. Think about the job that you have. I'm sure of it, that there was a time where you thought, there's no way I'll get this job. I don't deserve this job because you don't. But because of his mercy, you've got that job. The family you have, because of his mercy. The bank account that you might have, because of his mercy. Even the things that we don't necessarily need, but the things that we love and we like, The hobbies and the toys that you have, the electronics, that four-wheeler that you have, or the fifth wheel, that travel trailer you might have, it's all because of his mercy. Thank the Lord for his mercy. It's all meant to give him the glory, amen? And see, when people ask you, man, how did you get that, uh, how did you get that, man? How did you get here? I would certainly hope that the first thing that you would say is, you know what, man? I got to be honest. It's, it's a God thing, man. I, I can't even explain it. I can't even explain it, man. It's a God thing. I'll never forget, man. It's. I. I don't even know she might be in in this room, but I was with a friend just a few weeks ago. He was over at my house and he came to pick something up. He was borrowing from me and and he said, man, nice house. You know, I. I we used to live on, on another side of the part of the city. Is It was it was a place called, we, we call it the hood. We used to live in the hood. You have to do that with the lips, the hood. Otherwise, it doesn't count. We used to live in the hood. And uh, the Lord lavished us with his mercy and with his favor. And we were able to move into where I had always dreamt of moving into. And we live in this beautiful part of town. He said, man, you were able to. I said, yeah, we finally were able to get in here. And I told him the story of how we got in. He said, well, tell me. And I said, he, I literally told him, I said, man, I, I wish you had the time to hear the story, man. Because I'm telling you, it, this is 100% a God story. And this, this is a very, very busy person. And he said, well, tell me. I, I want to hear all about it. And I wish I had the time to tell you the story right now of how I acquired it. Because I'm telling you, if if I could just explain to you how God moved and how th- to acquire this house and how all the pieces just came together in the secular world, they would say, all the stars lined up in place. All right? All the stars lined up in place. You see, we don't believe that. We say... Man, the Lord made it happen. The Lord made it happen. I don't know how he did it, but the Lord made it happen because it wasn't anything I could have ever dreamt of putting together. But the Lord knew how to put every piece in its place. And it was just amazing because you can't forget that it's all about his mercy. You cannot forget that it's His mercy. And you and I are here today because of mercy. We have what we have, not based on our works or because we deserve it. It's all because of His mercy. It's all because of His mercy. The power of His mercy. The power of His mercy. Verse 2. We don't... We do not try to trick people, he said, into believing. We're not interested into fooling anyone, he said. We never try to get anyone to believe the Bible teaches what it doesn't, that the Bible teaches what it doesn't. Rather, all such shameful methods we forego, Paul is telling the church in Corinth. We stand in the presence of God as we speak, and so we tell the truth, as all who know us will agree. I really wanted to point that out because Paul, man, I'm telling you, one can only hope to be able to say something like that with 100% conviction. Every single one of us in here, right? Wouldn't you just love to say that freely 100% that you can keep it 100 to say all. All who know us will agree that we tell the truth all the time. That's what Paul just said. Paul said, we don't do this. We, we preach what we say. We mean what we say, and we say what we mean. That is true integrity in the faith. You see, and if you and I are going to be usable by God, you and I have to be genuine. You and I have to be Genuine. And I love that word integrity. See, Paul is talking about his spiritual integrity. And I'm just going to break that down for you just for a quick second, the word integrity, because I love it. Integrity. How do we come up with that word? Integrity. If you break it down, integrity, integer. That's where we get the word integrity from. Now, for you math nerds, not like me, I'm not a math nerd. That's why I said you math nerds, not us math nerds. For you math nerds out there, An integer is what? A whole number. I had to look that up. It's a whole number. A whole number. A number that is not divided. That's what an integer is. And that, a whole number is something that is not divided. And that's where we get the word integrity from. And so if you're not divided, Paul is saying, man, all who know us will agree. You say, man, this guy has it that all who know us will agree. They've got to be genuine. You see, that spiritual integrity that they had was that Paul was who Paul was. He lived the life in this building as he did out there, as he did at home. And if you ran into Paul at Applebee's, He was the same guy. If you ran into Paul walking down the street on his way from one town to the next, he was the same guy, had the same temperament. Paul was the same person wherever you ran into Paul because he said, and I quote, we stand in the presence of God as we speak and so we tell the truth as all who know us will agree. He said as all who know us. He didn't say as those within the walls of the church know us will agree because here we can fake it here we can play the part right hey brother how are you as pastor richard would say i'm too blessed to be stressed right i don't do it as well so sorry pastor richard (laughs) But we speak all these Christianese terms and we know how to play the part and we come into this place and we go, how you doing? And I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored and I'm doing this and we know how to say we carry the biggest Bibles. Jesus and we speak it and we scream it and we scream but you know what and that's all good Are you blessed and you're highly favored? Yes, you are. are. Are you are you too blessed to be stressed? Probably so in the real world of all things that is really going on But guess what? There's also a real life going on and it says hey be genuine. Will you? Will you just keep it real? Can you just keep it real for a moment? And that's what Paul is talking about. He's saying all who know us will agree that we make it all about him. We don't carry the biggest Bibles. We don't scream the loudest. We just keep it real. Because being genuine, we can be all things to all people. Attract and not detract. At the same time, we attract not to us, though, right? It's not to us, but through us and to the Father. Not to us, but not attract to us, but through us. That's where it's at. And that's what I mean. Because it's, it's not all about you. It's all about Jesus. It's not all about you or me. It's all about Jesus. That's what it's all about. Our daily prayer should always be, let your light shine through me, not on me. Let your light, Lord, shine through me, not on me. I don't want to be the center of attention. Don't let it be about Michael Romero today, Lord. Let it be about you. What I do, Lord, I want it to be about you. You see, you and I, you have your skill and I have mine. I think you guys know the gift that the Lord has given me. He has given me the gift of music. That's what he has given me. There are some things that I've learned, but the gift that he has given me is music. And I have had to work on that skill and that gift But that skill and that gift, though I work on it, just like the skill and the gift that he has given every single one of you, he has given every single one of you a skill and a gift to use for his kingdom, just so you know. And if you don't know what that is, you need to dig in and use it for his kingdom. But you work at your skill. Is it all about you? Do you work on it? You're the one doing all the work. That's right, you are. The skill that he gave you. And it's meant for you to attract people to him. And so when you work on your skill, it's all about him. The skills, everything you have are meant for him. That's what Paul is talking about. He said, we don't even talk about ourselves. The only time we talk about ourselves is when we say that we're slaves around here for you. It's the only time we talk about ourselves because it's not all about me. I want to make it all about him. That's what he's saying. Let's move forward. It's in Corinthians. Let's go to 8 to 9, then we'll skip down a couple of verses. You've read this before. It says, we are pressed on every side by troubles. But not crushed and broken we are perplexed because we don't know why things happen as they do But we don't give up and quit We're hunted down But god has rather but god never abandons us we get knocked down, but we get up again and keep going Let's go down to verse 15. He says these sufferings Of ours are for our benefit And the more of you who are one one to Christ, the more there are to thank him for his great kindness. And the more the Lord is glorified. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our inner strength in the Lord is growing every day. These troubles and sufferings of ours, after all, quite small and won't, Lasts very long. Yet this short time of distress will result in God's richest blessing upon us forever and ever. Now, again, I'm going to give Paul his due. If anybody knows about hardships, it's Paul. It is Paul. If we turn a few pages down the way and we go to chapter 11, Paul Details as i 'm sure you guys have might have read, talks about the details, how many times he was slashed, how many times he was shipwrecked, how many times he 's gone through all these all these hardships that to you and i we 've been through maybe a minuscule of what Paul had ever gone through for the kingdom, for the work, for the way now, in that Paul is saying, and he in his hardships, he is saying. We're oppressed but not crushed. And then he calls these little sufferings quite small. These troubles and sufferings of ours are, after all, quite small. This dude says they're quite small. He called it, he was lashed 40 times minus one many times, he said. Was shipwrecked three times. Just that alone Then he says, these troubles are quite small, he said. Quite small. Those are just two of the many things that he listed on this long list of how many things he had gone to or through, rather. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this term. Have you ever heard the term redemptive suffering? I don't know if you've ever heard of it. This is when you go through pain or problems uh, for the benefit of others. That's what redemptive suffering is about. You know, this is what Jesus did for you and I when, when he went up on that cross. He took that pain so you and I could benefit with our salvation and make it to eternity with, under his mercy that we're talking about. And go to heaven in the same way God, God, God wants to use your pain to bring hope and healing to others. And so if you and I are going to be usable to God, he wants to use our pain to help others. See, because we're no different. Paul was a mere man just like you and I are a mere man and woman today. Paul was a mere man just like you and me, man and woman of God, just like you and me. And so he said, I went through this, but I want to use that pain, and God wants to use that. You see, God won't waste pain. You see, what better than someone who's been through addiction to help another person who's going through addiction? What better than someone who's going, who's had a horrible marriage like we just spoke about a little bit ago through re-engage or someone who has gone through marital problems to help another, maybe a younger couple or maybe just another couple going through marital problems or someone who has suffered the pain of loss of, of, a, of a young child or just of a loved one and helping someone else who has lost the same thing or maybe someone who has gone through cancer and survived it and now you can help someone else how to navigate those troublesome waters that's redemptive suffering you see god doesn't god, god will never waste your pain because he will shine through that the lord will shine through that see the lord in his mercy gave you that healing the Lord in his mercy brought back my marriage the Lord in his mercy fill in the blank of whatever the Lord has brought you through and he says no I want you to now give that chain reaction to someone else I don't want you to use that pain and just let it go to waste oh but pastor you don't understand I'm still in the middle of my struggle. Yeah, well guess what? He can still use that. God can still use that. God still wants to use you in the areas that you're maybe you're embarrassed of. Maybe it's something embarrassing that you're going through. Maybe it's something that is still hurting about. God still wants to use that. God still can use that. Allow yourself to be used by God. You cannot put yourself in this box and say, Lord, I will only be used if. No, you say, Lord, use me. Lord, when we completely give ourselves to the Lord, we say, okay, Lord, here I am. Naked and unashamed. Free. Lord, do with me what you will. Use me, Lord, in whatever capacity you need to further your kingdom. To further your kingdom, we have to be kingdom-minded. You and I have to remember that we have to stay kingdom-minded. And if you and I remember that it's all about his mercy, if you and I continue to be genuine, if you and I remember that it's not about us, and if you and I can be strong and courageous enough to use our pain as a testimony of God's goodness and a testimony of, and a testament rather of his mercy, then you and I can for sure stay focused on eternity. Because that's why we're here, to stay focused on eternity. Verse 18, so we do not look at what we can see right now, the troubles all around us, he said, but we look forward to the joys where? In heaven, which we have not yet seen. The troubles we will soon, rather, the troubles will soon be over, but the joys to come will last forever. You see, when we take up this drone, Paul, stay with me for a second, took this drone and took it up about 30,000 feet. And instead of him staying level here and looking at the troubles that he had, all the troubles that he had gone through. Now, imagine the troubles that Paul was going through, right? He he was in prison. He was being persecuted. He was going through the guilt of what the past that he had gone through, right? we, we, we He spoke about it. He said, Lord, I asked you three times, Lord, to take away this a thorn in my flesh. Scholars believe it might have been his guilt, but I'm sure it was guilt there and said, Lord, gosh. Paul had been through all these hardships. Paul still had to oversee the churches. Paul was still being visited by all these guys that were in charge of all the different churches that were being built and that had been started by Paul, and he sent out and said, we need to start the church, and we need to expand the church. So he was, but he's kept his eye where? On eternity, because he took this drone up, and instead of being focused on what's going on here, surface level, he said, nope, I'm taking this up to a 30,000-foot view, and I want to see, Lord, I want to stay focused on eternity. I want to stay focused, Lord, and see this big picture, Lord, that it's not about me. That I want you to shine through me, Lord, because I care about them. I care about hearing good job and good good work, my good and faithful servant. And I want you to hear the same thing, too. I want every single one of you to hear the same thing, too. So, but we have to, for us first, we say, I want to be eternal-minded for me first. I want to sure, make sure that I'm good. How do we do that? We have accountability partners. Find yourself a good accountability partner. It's good for us to hold ourselves accountable to somebody that's trusted, a trusted brother and a sis- or sister in Christ, ladies. Someone that will hold you accountable and say, hey, you weren't supposed to do that. Hey, didn't you make that covenant? Or weren't you, didn't you get baptized last week and make that public declaration? Or didn't you, didn't you say for better, for worse to your wife? Or her, didn't you, didn't you, didn't, didn't you say you were going to stay faithful? To, I, I was there that day. Or just when you're messing up. Or just when you're messing up. That's why we have these church groups as well here at church. Things like the, the, the New, Beginnings, New Beginnings Men group. And New Beginnings Women's group like Sisterhood. The Young Adults group where we find our accountability partners. Where we find Community. That's where we find it. You see, you got to make sure you stay accountable. And, and, and guess what? That even means checking in on your friends. Guess which ones? Even the ones who abandoned you because you went this way. How many of us is, have lost those relationships because we said, I, I have decided to follow Jesus, right? I've lost too many to count. Stop me when I'm lying. I have decided to follow Jesus. (laughs) And when we sang that and we said, Lord, I decided to make it all about you, Lord. And not about them anymore. But guess what? I still want to make sure that when those trumpets sound. When that trumpet sounds, rather, I want to make sure that they make it too. I want to make sure that they make it too. Because I want them to walk the streets of gold with me too. We have to stay kingdom and eternal minded. Our minds on eternity. Amen? Amen. So church, I don't know about you. Today, maybe some of you need to let go of some guilt that is robbing you of being used by God. I don't know if that's you today. To bring glory to his name with your talents and your skills. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're, maybe you're taking the credit for it. I don't know. Maybe you're taking credit for it. Maybe you're saying, Lord, I I need to make, I I, I need to stop that and I need to, to remember that it's because of It's because of your mercy that I have what I have, Lord, that I'm not the the self-made man or woman. I I need to remember that it's it's because of your mercy, Lord, that I am who I am, that I have what I have, Lord, because of your mercy. Maybe, Maybe that's you today, I don't know. Maybe you've ruined your integrity by being one person at 4770 Montgomery and another person wherever you reside or and another person, and you're fragmented because you're one person at New Beginnings, and another person at your place of work, and yet another person where you live. And then you go to happy hour with the guys or with the girls, and then you're another person there. Maybe you're just fragmented, and you're not this integer, this whole number. Maybe that's you, and you're not genuine in your call. And your purpose. I don't know. Maybe your pain is so deep that you're refusing to use it to help others. Even though the Lord has already brought you through that. Maybe you're saying like, I just can't see myself crossing that line. Maybe maybe you're too comfortable in that pain. You ever get too comfortable in pain? I know that's true because I've been there. It's okay to say Yes. I've been too comfortable in pain. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're saying, I'm not not focused on eternity. Maybe I'm just not focused there. I'm just looking here. I don't know. But I want to tell you something, church. I want to remind you, every single one of you, within the sound of my voice, you are usable by God. Whatever it is, you are usable by God. You, 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 every single one of you, you are usable by God. You have got something to offer his kingdom. And the Lord wants to use it. The Lord wants to use it. Will you stand with me? Every head bowed. If that's you today, I don't know if that's you. It might be you today. But if there's something on your heart and you're going, Lord, I I really want that to change. Lord, I need to make that change. Lord, I want that change today. Lord, I want to be used by you. Lord, I want to be used so desperately. Lord, there's so many in this house right now, Lord, that are saying that very thing right now. Lord, I want to be used by you so desperately, Lord, but I don't feel like I measure up, Lord, because, Lord, the the reality is we don't, but, Lord, thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy that in spite of who I am, Lord, and in spite of who even I used to be, Lord, and even who I am now, Lord, you can still use me. Lord, I know that me, Michael Romero, I am a testament of it, Lord, standing at this pulpit. I'm a testament, Lord, of what you can do, Lord, through a dirty, disgusting vessel like me. And so, Father, for those praying that prayer here today, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would, Water that seed, Lord, that has planted in their hearts today, Lord. If that's you, will you just come forward here today? If you're saying, I want to be used by God and I need to make that change, whether it's a rededication or a first-time decision for Christ, I just want you to make your way forward. No one move anywhere else. Praise the Lord. No, no need to be ashamed. If you want to be used by God and you know that there's purpose in your life but you have not yet had the courage enough because of what the enemy has told you, all these lies, and he has said that you're not good enough and he has lied to you all your life saying that you don't measure up, I that's the lying devil. Pray your partners make your way up. Nobody move yet. Because I want you to make your way forward. Amen. Then, as we pray and dismiss, I'm going to ask that we dismiss very, very quietly as we maintain in a spirit of worship and allow our brothers and our sisters here this time together. Hold on one second. Nobody move anywhere yet. But, church, I want to challenge you. To keep this word in your heart you are usable for his kingdom i encourage you to seek the lord and to continue to seek him let's pray heavenly father thank you for your word today thank you lord for these men and women here at your altar lord praying right now heavenly father to seek you lord and to seek more of your wisdom over them lord I pray now, Lord, as we dismiss this service, Lord, that we would not leave this, uh, that we, as we leave here, Lord, that we would not leave your presence, Lord. That you would continue this life transformation, Lord, in us, Heavenly Father. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Church, you're dismissed quietly in the name of the Lord. I love you, church.